0: It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
1: Welcome to another edition of the Hello Wing Column Podcast. I'm Jared Sandler. Joining on the phone is the great Mike Bassick on his way to another outstanding edition of the G-Bag Nation. Where are you guys today? Your premier grilling?
0: Premier Grilling in Frisco. I love it because um, all the big-time uh, grillers and smokers are out there, and they cook for us the whole show.
1: What are they cooking?
0: Uh, they'll cook chicken, steak, uh, barbecue, sausage, uh, all kinds of stuff. Stuffed jalapenos. It's it's pretty awesome.
1: So I've got to go out to the star later. So how close is Premier Grilling to the star?
0: Probably five minute drive, and, Ooh. and so it's not far. So I mean, if you want to come up there and pretty much have a free lunch, it's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I might do that. Might take you up on that. Uh, all right, so Mike, before we get into like the actual baseball, we've got Players Weekend starting tonight. Now, Rangers fans won't get to see the players' weekend uniforms at home. They can see them uh, on TV, but I-, I do think it's neat that the players have an opportunity to kind of express their personality, not just with the names on the back, but I think they've got the ability to kind of wear uh, cleats or accessories that maybe wouldn't otherwise fit uniform guidelines. But I'm just curious, uh, as a player, as a former player, do you like this? I mean, I, I guess, is there a downside to this at all?
0: No, I like it. It's it's just a way to possibly, in, in a time of baseball, where there's not much going on uh, usually, uh, it's a way to bring eyes to the game and college football starts this weekend. there's not a ton of games, but it's a way to when a lot of people are tired of baseball right now, they're looking for a new sport to watch, and they're waiting for October when baseball becomes really important again and not you know, I, I like it. I like it a lot. I like what they're trying to do here.
1: What would you have put on the back of your jersey?:
0: I would have put base. B-A-S-E, usually a lot of guys called me that. That was kind of my – having a name, Mike, just like if you your name, Jared, there could be another Jared on the team. There's definitely another Mike on almost every team I played on. So usually guys would call me base. Um, I could put ball sack on the back, but I bet Major League Baseball would not let ball sack go on the back of a jersey.
1: Yeah, I don't know that that would fly. Now, did did that alter ego exist when you were playing? Ball sack? Yeah. I didn't
0: have an alter ego where I would go into rants and everything. Died pretty quick because that was a nickname just in uh, the month of September in uh, for the Cleveland Indians, and then I got traded in the offseason. So I wasn't going to tell the New York Mets veteran guys, hey, by the way, my nickname's Ball Sack. Um, <laughs> so I uh, – I just let that one kind of go away and a lot of times guys would just call me base.
1: Uh all right, so Mike, let's uh let's get into this baseball thing. Uh, uh, all right, the Rangers are in this. They're a game they're a game back to the the second wild card spot. This is uh I guess this is kind of happening, huh?
0: I would have never guessed this uh, on the afternoon of July 31st. Uh no team is really pulling away. Every team's staying right around that 500 mark or just barely above it and so yeah, this is awesome. It's going to be a really fun uh, month of September.
1: Yeah, it is. So, all right, what what do the Rangers have going for them? What do they have going against them as they engage in this playoff push here? I'll let you start. Okay, what they have
0: going for them is they have a team that can pop a lot of home runs on you. They, they have a team that can score uh, at times in bunches. And uh, it's an offense one through nine that's pretty darn good. Uh, Going against them, I will say starting rotation depth. And when you traded Hugh Darvish, (laughs) you knew that the rotation was going to take a hit. Uh, Depth-wise, Tyson Ross is not working out. So I'd say starting rotation depth is an issue. I would say come defense is going to be an issue. I, I hope it's not. You know, sometimes the ball just doesn't find the wrong guy. Um, and so you can get away with having a few defenders out there that you're scared of the ball being hit to them. But that's an issue. And then until Matt Bush gets back, also your bullpen depth is uh, an issue.
1: Yeah, so I would I would say, I don't know in what order, but I'll, I'll start with the bad. The stuff that's going to be a challenge for the Rangers, I would just say starting rotation. To me, I I don't need the word depth. Uh, I I would just, you know, because, you know, Andrew Kasher's been really good, and Cole Hamels has been good, but in a weird way. Uh, And then after that, you just don't know. I mean, you know, who knows what the Rangers are going to get out of their fifth spot. That's kind of been a, or could be a revolving door the rest of the way. Martin Perez has been really good. We'll talk about him in a second but consistency's always been an issue for him uh and who am I forgetting here I'm forgetting someone uh AJ Griffin. AJ Griffin you just you know AJ Griffin's okay uh he's a great story uh he works quickly but you know if you look at the numbers the numbers don't lie it's not like he's dominant uh so uh, but a uh, bullpen depth you know you take a night like last night where Alex Claudio's not available they would prefer not to use Tony Barnett and now Jason Grilly's pitching in the 8th inning of a close ball game and that almost went awry. Uh, so I would say bullpen depth is a challenge. Uh what I what I think this team really has, you know, you mentioned the home run hitting, but I'd also talk about the athleticism. I think the athleticism of this lineup uh, is really impressive and I would also say that when Carlos Gomez comes back, the depth of the lineup, and uh, the depth of your bench. I think your bench now with Delino De Shields again being a productive player I think that helps your depth. So I would, I, I mean, I think we both agree that the bats are what, I guess, what's the, the strongest suit of this team. But I think they're, you know, they're multiple sides suit. I think it's the power, but I also think the athleticism plays a big role as well. I hear you. Uh, all right. So, Martin Perez last night, I guess he could kind of be pretty big the rest of the way. Uh, his last four starts, he's allowed. A three ERA. Now, his start prior to last night was not very good. However, he didn't allow, a, he only allowed one run after the first inning. So he's allowed one run over his last 12 innings. And I thought what impressed me most yesterday, and we talked about this last night on extra innings, was that he wasn't incredibly dominant, but he was able to work his way out of some tough situations, which in the past has been an issue for him. That to me is what impressed me most, was that he seemingly stayed calm on the mound and continued to throw strikes, trusted his stuff, and didn't get in his own head from everything we were able to tell from watching on TV. Who knows if he was in his own head and he just got lucky, but in the past, when he's been in his own head, A, you can tell by his, his disposition on the mound, and then you look at the scoreboard and you can tell there as well And we, at the very least, didn't see anything on the scoreboard or anything visibly on the mound.
0: Yeah, to me, this is the T-start here that he always gives us once a month. And, um, you know, he had one in New York just, uh, what, three starts ago, which was really good too. I just – I don't believe in Martin Perez or I can't believe in Martin Perez until he does it the rest of this season, not shutout games but doesn't have an explosion four-run inning in the second inning his next game. But, hey, the other five innings, he only gave up one run. Um, I'm really impressed with what he did. I hope he can continue it if the Rangers are going to make the playoffs because we just talked about the rotation. He has to. He has to go out and give you, in his next five starts, four quality starts, which gives you a great opportunity to win. Uh, I've just seen him lose focus randomly when I don't think it's coming, and then I can't explain it to any other human being, and no other human who's pitched in the major leagues can explain his random blow-up inning and then get back to putting up three shutout innings right after totally losing command, focus, everything. So I'm just kind of with Martin Perez. It was awesome. It's the G's. It's what we know he could be. It's what the Rangers gave him that contract at an early age that they thought he would be. But at this point, I'll just say, great start. I hope he has four or five more in him the rest of this
1: season. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm not necessarily sold on what this means the rest of the year. But I I do want to ask you this. He is only 26 years old. Now, he's been around for a while. And sometimes when you've been around for a while, uh, your age maybe is a little deceiving uh, because you've had your opportunities and you just haven't developed. Now, Let's say Martin Perez was in his second year in the majors and he was 26 years old. I think we would all say, yeah, he still has room to improve. What we agree on, I think, here, and tell me if I'm wrong, in general, Joe Smith, let's, you know, take away Martin Perez. Joe Smith as a 26 year old is, is probably not at peak development. But my question for you is, with everything Are you talking you s-
0: about Joe Smith, the one that's married to the awesome sideline reporter. No, no,
1: not 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 <laughs> Ali LaForce's husband. No, that was more generic Joe Smith. But I guess that particular Joe Smith is not generic.
0: I I got you. I'm just.
1: Teasing no, you. I know, I know. But uh, do you still think that Martin Perez can develop and improve to the point where he becomes closer to what we thought he'd be than what he is now, or is he kind of what he is? That's a
0: great question I am more towards he's developed I I'd like to have a little bit more of a positive outlook on him but I just I guess I put a lot into he was going to be good last year and then I thought he'd be you know good this year and he hasn't been he's been inconsistent and so I hope so I, I I will tell you I hope so Jared but I wouldn't bet on it if somebody said bet on Martin Perez I think Tom green would be with you talking to Tom Grease, he would be with you on, he's going to improve and he's going to be the guy the Rangers thought he would be in the top 20 prospect in Major League Baseball, but I can't
1: do it. Well, wait a second. I, I, to be clear, I'm not necessarily on that side. Uh, okay. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I think Martín Perez can improve incrementally. I, I don't necessarily think that who he is right now is who he will forever be, but I don't necessarily think he'll ever meet the initial expectations. that. I'm just throwing it out there because, you know, a lot of people astutely pointed out last night, you know, he is only 26. And just like with Elvis, and I know Elvis is not a a pitcher, but, you know, we kind of wrote off Elvis at around, you know, 26, 27, when in reality most guys that age still have the ability and oftentimes do improve, and Elvis has done that. Now, Elvis has made legitimate changes. He didn't just show up and... All of a sudden get better because he's older. Martin Perez has to make legitimate changes. And yeah. my biggest concern with Martin is I'm still not sold between the ears. I think between the ears, Elvis Andrews grew up. I think, yeah. I think 2015 absolutely kicked him in the, you know what? And I think that between the ears, something clicked, something changed. I don't well, know that that's happened with Martin Perez. And so until that does happen, and there's no way for us to really know if it does or when it does, but until it does, I'm I'm more with you. I, I don't know that he's going to get significantly better. I think he can improve incrementally, but what's holding him back, at least for my money, from taking big steps is what exists between the years.
0: Yeah, in two years uh, of Elvis Anderson's young career when he was in his early 20s, He was considered one of the top three shortstops in the American League, making the all-star teams. So, you know, that was – we saw Elvis and we're like, oh, my gosh, he's already at 22, a top three shortstop in the American League. He's going to be the best shortstop once he learns how to hit with a little bit of power. And, well, it it took a little bit more time than we thought. With Martin Perez early on, we're like, hey, he's a number – three starter maybe in the major leagues, you know, not, boy, we've seen him. He's all, He's already shown that he could be a number one. You know what I'm saying? So there's sure. a little bit of difference, but it is a good comparison of maturing.
1: Yeah. Uh, all right, Mike, quickly, before we get to questions here from listeners, Ricardo Rodriguez got the save. It wasn't yeah. an incredibly high-leverage save. It's a three-run lead, so that's the, you know, in theory, the easiest save you can get, and, He also did it against the bottom of the lineup to boot. But I think the fact that he was given that responsibility kind of shows where Jeff Bannister sees him existing within that circle of trust. And frankly, even though it's been a small sample size, I have zero issue with Ricardo Rodriguez getting high leverage innings.
0: No, he's the number 2 reliever on your team behind Claudio. There's no other reliever that could even, I don't even think without a batter in the box, could throw 9 out of 10 strikes. Uh, in the ninth inning, to win that game, to save that game, that was really impressive. Uh, he didn't change his mechanics at all, like Leclerc does in big situations, which means I'm going to have to throw at 112, uh, even though I literally can't do that. That's Leclerc's mind, you know, mindset at this point, and so I really like the way he went out there, and he's just like, yeah, I'm just gonna. Do what I do. I'm going to throw the ball 95, 96 with a little bit of movement, throw it in the strike zone, and then, you know, finish off this game and throw my good breaking ball. But I'm not going to try to throw uh, Nolan Ryan's curveball here to try to uh, win the game. I'm just going to throw the breaking ball that God intended me to throw, that he gave me the ability to throw. And so I love it because we were hoping Leclerc would be the guy at this point that Rodriguez showed last night.
1: All right, so your bullpen power rankings, Alex Claudio's one. I think, based on what you just said, we agree. Ricardo Rodriguez right now is two. You know, remember yeah. Matt Bush not available; he's currently dealing with a knee injury. All right, so for me, a guy who was in the bottom three over the first couple months of the season has moved into the top three because he's been pitching so well since July, and that's Tony Barnett. Uh, Barnett's yeah. got a two and a half ERA since July. I'm, I think the the confidence I have in him is totally restored. Who's your number three?
0: Yeah, no, it's him, and it's—I don't even really feel like it's that close because I think number four, Jared, is Jason Grilli, and yeah. so if if I'm going to have to go down to my number four to try to make an argument, I can't. Yeah, yeah. Really, go ahead. I'm going to really got lucky again. I he walked the first two guys. He threw 24 pitches and 11 strikes, if I'm right about that. I, you know, it's not all, I'm, I'm driving right now, but I mean, it was. he threw more balls than strikes and didn't give up a run. That's tough to do.
1: Yeah, no, and, and you know, he kind of, I don't want to say he got lucky because maybe it's a good pitch and the intent of the pitch was to get Albert Pujols to chase, but that full count pitch to Albert Pujols in which he popped into that infield fly would have been ball four. Yeah, uh,
0: so bases loaded, nobody out.
1: Yeah, it would have been a tough spot there. This is where the, you know the the bullpen depth we were talking about earlier comes into play. Now, uh, you know Jose Leclerc, I, man, you know it'd be great if he could revert back to April, Jose Leclerc. But this is where the Rangers need Keone Keller to come back. They obviously need Matt Bush to come back because if those two guys come back, then I feel okay about the bullpen and I feel okay about the bullpen depth. If, if Jose Leclerc is your sixth best reliever, then you probably have a pretty good bullpen. And r- the reality is. Since the All Star break, the Rangers have had a good bullpen. They've had a, I think, the 11th best bullpen in Major League Baseball based on ERA. And yeah. you know, to, and I'm sure every bullpen deals with this, but it seems like some of the runs they've given up have been in blowout situations. Anyway, I, you know, the Rangers don't have a blown save since uh, a blown save in the eighth inning or later. Since, or actually, no, I don't think they have a blown save in the seventh inning or later since the All Star break. So things have turned around, but they do need Matt Bush and they do need Keone Keller to come back to add to that depth. Uh, hopefully
0: Beekman can help him.
1: A absolutely, bit. yeah. Yeah, no doubt about it. And even if at a minimum he is just a lefty specialist, that would be a big upgrade for this bullpen. Uh hey Mike, Mike, yesterday we learned that tonight Nick Martinez is starting Tyson Ross available in the bullpen seemingly out of the rotation for the near future. You know, I don't know that Nick Martinez offers a ton of upside outside of the fact that he has been so dominant in Oakland and that's where he's pitching tonight. But beyond that, I don't know that he offers a ton of upside, but Tyson Ross over his last five starts was averaging four innings a start, and that just takes too much of a toll on the bullpen for that night and also for the subsequent nights, and it was too much of a a crutch for this team to have to deal with.
0: Yeah, and honestly, uh, he got out of situations that I didn't think he was going to get out of. I I think he could have given up over 20 runs in those three starts. He didn't, so I'll give him credit for working himself out of situations he put himself into, but... I thought the change needed to be made. And for Nick Martinez, you know, look, it hasn't been that good of a year for him, especially as a starter in the major leagues. I just look to him and say, if he can get me against Oakland's lineup tonight, five innings, three runs. Take That's, it. that's what I'm hoping for. If he yeah. can do that, he gives me a chance. If he goes out there, though, and gives me four and two-thirds, five runs, it makes it really hard to win the ball game. And that's what Tyson Ross was pretty much giving you. Uh, So if he can just be a little bit better than Tyson, and that means five innings and three runs, I'll take my chances. Even though we just talked about bullpen depth, it's going to be a tough one uh, tonight Uh, because, I know, Kendall Graveman, I don't want to get too specific on a podcast on one game, but this is going to be a tough one even though you are better than the Oakland A's.
1: Yeah, no, and and Kendall Graveman had a really good start to the season. Hasn't been as good since his injury, so hopefully the Rangers can take advantage, though Graveman earlier this year did have two really good starts against the Rangers. All right, uh, time for some questions here. This one from Kyle. If the Rangers make the wild card game and win, who starts game one of the ALDS? Well, I, I think Kyle's asking under the assumption that Cole Hamels starts the wild card game. Now, that all depends on when Cole Hammels' final regular season start is. So if Cole Hamels doesn't start the wild card game, he almost certainly starts game one of the ALDS. If he starts the wild card game, then to me it's Andrew Kashner and and I don't even think twice about it.
0: Yeah, you know, this is an interesting question. I'm with you there, is I think Jared I think you have to go to a three-man rotation if you make the real playoffs.
1: Okay, so Kashner, Hamels, and Perez.
0: Yeah, I don't think you can go to a four-man rotation this year.
1: Man, I I, I don't. I'm going to disagree. I, I know it's not All a right. great situation, but I think we've seen Cole Hamels on short rest not not working out too well. If it's if it's okay. a game seven, maybe. But I I think I. I, I listen. I don't disagree with the idea because I know what you're saying. But I, if it's me, I think you still have to go with the four man rotation because I, I think that uh, I just don't think that, especially with the way that Cole Hamills just took a nosedive last year, I think okay. AJ Griffin is is decent enough to where I give it a shot. Um,
0: well, let me let me throw this out there. Uh, you're down two to one in the series, you know, so it's do or die to get to Game Five, and uh, let's just say. Hamels pitched you into it because he won the wild card game. Would you rather pitch Cashner? Um, let's just say he's pitching like he's been pitching on one day short rest, or pitch AJ Griffin in that
1: game. All right, I'll say this: I I go into the playoffs prepared for a four man rotation, All right. and I'm I, I I will be flexible based on the situation. All right. does, does that make sense? Yeah. Um, I don't go into the playoffs. Committed to a three-man rotation. All right. All right. So this one from CJ uh, Nikowski. Are there plans for a Mike Bassick statue? statue and he wants to know who you <laughs> like better between he and Dave. A
0: Nikowski versus a Dave Raymond statue? No, no,
1: no, no, Is there going to be a Mike Bassick statue?
0: No, never. No? I wish. Not even at Duncanville High School should there be a Mike I'm Bassick t- statue.
1: In my heart, there's a Mike Bassick statue.
0: Thank you. I I would hope one day and it still won't happen that maybe somebody would make a bobblehead of me. Groups in Frisco has 17 different bobbleheads.
1: Are you, are you I saying, saying you had a better baseball it. career than Groups? I I'm not as popular as Groups cuz he has 17 bobbleheads. He has a bobblehead on a unicorn with a rainbow coming out of his backside.
0: Yeah, I, I it's amazing uh what groups has become which is awesome congratulations i'm just saying (laughs) i'm never getting a statue maybe there's a five percent possibility and i might be too high on that that someday there's a mike bassett bobblehead to have i'll
1: tell you what if they ever make a mike bassett figurine at the new ballpark i will get all sorts of glue (laughs) and tape and i will stick it out in like some spot on the on the walkway or the concourse and that will be the mike bassett statue
0: Real quick, the Star Wars bobblehead coming out in September? Yeah. Is that supposed to be Sam Dyson, or is that supposed to be Jonathan McCroy?
1: I have no idea. I, I You know what? Eric and Matt were talking about it last night, but I still haven't seen a picture of it.
0: Okay, it's a red. It's a guy with a red
1: beard, and I'm like, I know they messed up. I just can't tell. Hey, I by can't. the way, speaking of Star Wars, when are you going to bring me the DVD so I can watch it?
0: I need to, buddy. I You know what? I will say this. Oh, I and I need to, to bring you
1: that. I need to bring you something for Cal or Jake. I forget. Yeah. yeah. Dang. All right. I will.
0: No, I'll bring it to you. But I do know during baseball season it is tough for you to have free time.
1: Yeah. No. That is true. Uh, all right. This one from cranky sports fan. With more than two dozen division games left, the scoreboard watching even matter until the end of September. Mike. I mean, the reality is scoreboard watching doesn't matter from the sense that it doesn't impact anything. Like I, by watching the scoreboard, you don't will a team to win or lose, and it doesn't make you play better. But. I mean, heck, I scoreboard watch from opening day. So, you know, just as a fan, I think you can scoreboard watch at any point. Uh, As a player, you know, I think these guys do know what's going on more or less. But, uh, you know, I don't think you need to make any decisions based on that. I think you still got plenty enough baseball left to just play.
0: Yeah, I'm with you, and I can't wait for the last week of the season. I hope the Rangers are one of kind of the last 14 standing to win one of these wild card spots but I think you could have a 2011. Uh, do you remember that season, Jared, where yeah. uh, Tampa Bay's taking on Boston and I think Baltimore's taking on New York or something like And you have like two or three games going on uh, at the same time, and you know different scenarios can play out in different win-loss situations. I really think that's going to happen for this last wild-card spot. So I think the last day of the season – could be super awesome. I'm just hoping that the Rangers are part of that super awesome scenario. You know, when you're in, uh, when you could tie a situation and have a play-in game and lose your out could be really fun.
1: Yeah, no, no doubt about it. All right, Aaron wants to know which hitter in Frisco uh, has impressed us the most. You know, as far as, like, being able to impact the Major League team this year, I don't know that they have one who fits that category. I think the guy who's uh, impressed me the most, and it's not just for his hitting, but Isaiah kind of Kiner-Falefa has really impressed me. Utility guy who can play the infield, the outfield, and catch. And I just really like what I've seen from him at the plate. So, I mean, I guess I'd go with him.
0: Okay, you go with him. I'll go with Trevino behind the plate because I think if he's not a September call-up, he will be in the major leagues uh, at some point in 2018. So I'm just giving you a guy that, hitting-wise, he's okay at best right now, but he's hoping to be a, a backup big league catcher for the Texas Rangers here pretty soon.
1: Yeah, no, and I do think he comes up in September. Uh, this one from Joe, what do you think of the bullpen if Rodriguez is the closer with Bush and Claudio essentially setting him up? I, You know, I know we've said so often how Alex Claudio just, you know, probably is best used outside of the ninth inning, but... Heck, the guy's been given the ninth inning, and he's been outstanding. To me, it's one of those things where there's no need to uh, to try and change that up while it's working for you. And I love the fact that he's able to give you more than three outs if necessary.
0: Yeah, I'm going matchup as cra- as much as at times I don't like that. I think uh, Claudio, Rodriguez, and Bush, I just go with the best matchups that set up in the seventh, eighth, and ninth inning and I am somewhat opposed of making Bush the closer. I think I agree. It, does, it does get to him.
1: Yeah, I agree. I don't mind if Rodriguez is pitching in the ninth. I certainly don't mind if Claudio is. Uh, I think I'm more than happy with Matt Bush pitching in the seventh and eighth and not the ninth. Right. Uh, Bryce wants to know any rumblings of a trade opportunity for a starter or a reliever before the deadline on August 31st? You know, rumblings, I don't know that there are rumblings. You just don't hear as many rumors in the month of August. But I do know that The front office is absolutely trying to figure out what options they have. It's just so tough to strike a deal in the month of August with revocable waivers. I guess what I would ask you, Mike, is if I told you the Rangers could upgrade their rotation or their bullpen, with the understanding they're probably not getting like a big-time upgrade, where would you like to see the upgrade exist?
0: I would say bullpen... But it's, it's barely, and Jared, the way I go with this is I was going to do this for a segment and backed off of it, free agency uh, this year for getting kind of an average starter. Trevor Cahill has been traded. He has like a nine ERA, and he was like one of those, oh, he's an okay starter that could help you back into the rotation. And I believe Jeremy Hellickson was traded, and he has an ERA in the sixes in the month of August. And so... Uh, I know this is a little bit off off topic, but since I did the research, I'm just going to bring it up. Man, trading for average starting pitchers to help you out for your playoff push doesn't seem to help you out no, that much. No,
1: it doesn't. It really doesn't. Not at all. I agree. I And I, I would say bullpen. I th- And I also would say bullpen because I think that there is probably a more impactful bullpen arm that you can acquire as opposed to a starting pitcher because I agree with exactly what you just said. An average arm doesn't really move the needle much. I mean, you know, with all due respect to to the guys you mentioned and guys who get acquired in previous seasons, uh, if it's a stud, it's a stud. But if it's an average guy, if you need depth, I mean, that helps. But an average guy isn't going to, you know, improve your record by three wins or anything. Yeah. Uh, All right, Michael wants to know, uh, well, first, any update on Gallo, Gomez, and Bush. And then he wants to know, has Delano earned a full-time role going forward? So quickly with Gallo, he should be available along with Gomez for the Houston series. Uh, Bush, we still don't know. Uh, you know, Bush, we got to wait and see. As far as Delino, full-time role, man, you know, he's kind of in that 2015 mode where it's like, how can you take this guy out of the lineup? Uh, but, you know, you certainly aren't taking Carlos Gomez out of the lineup because of what he brings to you defensively, and he's also been good offensively. Uh, so I guess, uh, you know, Mike Napoli could lose playing time and you could have Joey Gallo when he's back uh, at first base. Or against some righties, you just don't start Delino. I don't know. I mean, it's one of those tough problems to have. But I have a tough time seeing Delano relegated to his role prior to Carlos Gomez's injury, which was basically not playing.
0: Yeah, no, I'm with you. I think uh, left field is pretty open there. But you do want to get Gallo in the lineup. I don't want to really take him out of the lineup
1: too much. Oh, no, absolutely no. Gallo's either at first base or left field.
0: Yeah, and then Napoli, as much as, oh, he hasn't been that good of a player this year, slash war and all this stuff, you know, this is the time where shines. Uh, this is how his team always makes the playoffs, is that, you know, usually he can have some big moments in big situations. So, you know, I think it could be a rotation of Napoli... And De shields trying to decide who you want in the lineup that day.
1: Yeah, that that's fair. So that's my thought on it. All right.
0: Mike. I mean I, I would try I would try to get him in every day, but you know, you gotta take somebody out to get him in. So
1: No, that yeah, I mean that's the that's the thing, is that this lineup in general has been flowing so well and it's you know, you're not gonna take Nomar Mazar out. Uh you're certainly, as you mentioned, not gonna take Joey Gallo out. Su Chu's been so big for you at the top of the order. Uh, you know, Mike Napoli has been better here in the second half, but you know, of, of all these guys, he's been the least productive. Uh, you know, yeah. Carlos Gomez has been way more productive than him. So, uh, I'll be interesting to see. All right, Mike, appreciate it. All right, buddy, have a good one. Yeah, there you go, Mike Bass. Are you back on pre and post tonight? Yes, I am. All right, he'll be doing the late night thing with me as well. Uh, we'll both be on. You can catch Mike on TV. I'll be on radio. Rangers in the A's 830 on 105.3 The Fan and on Fox Sports Southwest. Uh, He's Mike. I'm Jared. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of the Halloween Calm Podcast.